Hello everyone and welcome to Reality Speaks. We are here to talk. We are here to discuss things. We are here to talk about what does the Bible really say? What's really going on in this world? And how are we as Christians supposed to live in this modern world? So we are continuing today on our series on spiritual gifts. Uh, Last week we talked about miracles, the week before that we talked about faith, and now we are talking about healing, specifically healing. And healing is a bit different than miracles. So the thing with healing is it is focused on the body, the mind, the soul, the spirit, whatever you may have, it is only about living beings. I don't say humans because, well, you'll see when you get into this episode. I feel like your discussion went a little bit of everywhere, but um, I, I think it's fun. I think you may learn something, and uh, if nothing else, you'll get to know us better. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for tuning in. This is Reality Speaks, and right after this message, we will get into the episode. Thank you for tuning in. Let's get into it. There are raised hand emojis. We have two viewers from the looks of things. Uh, One of them may be us. I don't know. So just comment, let us know you're here, and we will get to the topic of the day, which, as it has been for the past few weeks, uh, we are talking about the gifts of the Spirit. That, of course, comes from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter number 12. He talks about how there are many different types of gifts and kind of goes into what a few of those are. And we're specifically talking about a list of nine different gifts of the Spirit that are listed in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. We have covered the gift of discerning of spirits. We have covered the gift of uh, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. Um, and we have talked about the gift of faith. I think that's all that we've covered so far. Am I right? Am I wrong? Am last I week we did faith. We didn't do it last week. We did the week before last. because. Yeah. Last week was busy, busy Easter prep. Execution day. Uh, Bethany's poor dog uh, had to be put down. Uh, we all were working overtime, except for Bethany, who was... Technically still working overtime. Working I differently. Work. I don't work overtime. I work <laughs> all day. She, she had um, a baby thing. That's been going on since uh, February. Technically, probably since like last. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nine months before February. I don't really remember <laughs> when she got pregnant. I just, May 15th. I just know somewhere was. in May. Um, she's been doing baby things, but anyway, we are talking today. I'm going to read a little bit to catch us up to where we are. For one has given the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Today we are going to touch on miracles. Mm. The working of miracles. Got a question. When you hear someone talk about miracles, what's the first thing that you typically picture? 
somebody getting out of a wheelchair and walking. I guess I could say that. That's why I thought of that's, that's the first thing I'd always... Um, you picture some form of someone getting over <laughs> the disease, typically. Yeah. That's typically what we hear about. But, in this verse, he says, To one, a working of miracles, to another, a gift of healing. So, this... We are talking about miracles that aren't healing-related. Now, of course, they may be healing-related... And and I'm not going to say, oh, it's not the same thing. Cause, but there are types of miracles that can happen that have absolutely nothing to do with healing. True. Or kind of go a level beyond healing. Yeah. Or by maybe whatever standards you think. So it could just be like, you could get the job you're praying for, right? Is that kind yeah. of a miracle you're leaning yeah, well, towards? Uh, one thing Brother Bernard says in his book, he says that uh, any answer to prayer is miraculous to some degree. Yeah, that's that's why I said, like, by what standard you're... Yeah. Um, it says, a miracle is an extraordinary, unusual occurrence that suspends or transcends the laws of nature as we know them. An event that appears inexplicable by the laws of nature and so is held to be supernatural in origin or an act of God. But of course, like I said, any answer to prayer is miraculous in some form or fashion. Even if people can explain it away. Yeah, I'll give you that. And most people will explain most miracles away. But like uh, I, I just preached on this yeah, it's just <laughs> a couple of weeks ago talking about uh, m- miracles and miraculous things that we see in our modern day or in the modern church, the kind of things that we are looking for. Uh, there, there is some sort of extra level when you have a miracle that really leaves everyone stumped. Um, like one of the first ones I think of when I'm trying to think of something not medical related, because we're probably going to touch on a lot of medical related stuff next week. Uh, yeah, there's financial, but I was like thinking in the Bible. Well, when Peter gets out of jail. That's also there's some financial ones in the Bible. Yeah, there's some financial ones in the Bible. Yeah, like yeah, you know, they, Peter. Peter's got a few of these stories. Um, yeah, dude. Like he Peter, <laughs> that large mouth bath. Bath yeah, Peter mouth. catches himself a fish. Probably bass. not a large I, mouth I always bass. imagine it as a large mouth fish. <laughs> I, I don't how do they fit that much money in a small mouth fish? <laughs> well, I don't know how big the fish's mouth. mouth is. All I know is he opens it up. and I mean, the, the picture you always see in the Sunday school book with Peter's fish that he catches that has money <laughs> in the mouth is he catches the fish, he opens it up, and always the Sunday school illustrations show him pulling out one little coin. Mm. Pulling out one little coin. This is all my taxes that I owe is this one little coin here. Which as you adult, you realize now. <laughs> I mean, maybe if it's like a gold coin. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. How much How much taxes did Peter owe? I don't, I don't know. know. Probably not one little coin. Unless it was gold. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe, maybe it wasn't. I don't. The Bible doesn't really say. All it's it says like he pulled is, out the fish and he just started doing this to his fish, and the money just kept pouring out. Yeah, and like, there's all kinds of things you can picture, uh, but like one of the first ones I was thinking of is when there's really no need for this miracle to happen other than to help Peter's faith. Is when Jesus is walking on the water and Peter says, "Lord, if it's really you." Let me join you. I do it. I want to walk on the water, dude. <laughs> what he was really doing was like, man, what if I can do that? <laughs> well, yeah, and, and that's kind of the thing here. It, there's really no need for this miracle to happen. It's not a matter of need. It's a matter of faith building, I, I really think, is the big thing about it. Is Peter says, Lord, let me walk out on the water with you. And he says, come on. So Peter steps out there. And once again, 
we always have these pictures. What do you picture in your head with this story? Like, how far did Peter get? How many steps did he get in? <laughs> he probably stumbled. I like, stumbled a few steps out. No, I picture he went like three or four steps, and then like. But like how far away was Because Jesus? if he stumbled, I would think that that was when he started thinking about it, and when he started thinking about it, when he started sinking. <coughs> Like I imagine him tripping out of the boat, like, then oh. like, whoa. Like, okay, he trips out of the boat, lands on all fours, like, oh, cool, let's stand <laughs> up now. <laughs> and, like, steadies himself on a wave, and, okay, cool. <laughs> Walks a few steps. Like, this is obviously, that's a miracle right there. Also, one more question. What do you picture when he started to sink? Do you think he just, like, dropped or was it kind of like quicksand? Did he did he get like one foot? Well, here's one thing about it. The verse actually says, "Beginning to sink," he said, "Lord, save me." Yeah. Beginning to sink, and Brother Raymond Woodward preached a whole message off of that one three-letter, three-word phrase, or beginning to sink. And he said, he gets several people up there, and like he's dropping a coin or something like that and a glass of water up on the platform and he gets several people up there he gets his wife up there his son a few other people he says okay i just want you to want you to let it begin to sink before you pick it up begin to sink and he like tells him no you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong and really you can't just control that because you're not god <laughs> i yeah. want you to just let it begin to sink so what does beginning to sink mean like no, it well, I mean, beginning to sink could have been him just still standing on the water. He could have been still standing on the water, but he's like, suddenly my feet are feeling wet. <laughs> he might not even have been actually sinking. And he just he could have just been sinking. like, oh boy, my toes are getting wet. My toes weren't wet a minute ago. <laughs> Or did he like I, I'm like I'm, I'm picturing like just I've barely. Pictured it like quicksand. Like just barely. Lord save me. <laughs> and then as soon as like he says quicksand. Lord save me, he's done. Do you think he plunged? I don't feel like he plunged. Oh okay. I thought you were saying he did. I don't feel like he plunged. I feel like he's suddenly like. I don't feel safe anymore. So then it was like quicksand. It was like. I'm wet, and a minute ago I wasn't wet. Question. Uh, I don't know if it was like quicksand, but like definitely don't think he got very far. That's the, the, I just don't think he did. I don't think he got very far down in the water at all. Like I don't think it was like some of the things you see where Jesus like reaching down into the water to pull. I've never seen anything like that before. I like, I've seen paintings where it's like Jesus reaching down into the water to pull them out. I've seen paintings like that, but I didn't know it was supposed to be about Peter. I didn't know that that's, that's what that was. I mean, I don't know if I'm that's... I'm not sure that was supposed to be I don't know if that's Peter. supposed to be... I don't know. Maybe it is, though. Who knows? I mean, we really don't know. Because... The picture I get from that is the Action Bible. Yeah. <laughs> it's got that in there. That little... Yeah, I, I've, I've used that for a few things before. Just it, it, it puts this interesting spin. And we really don't know. And like you mentioned, the angel... Pulling Peter out of prison. I don't know. I th I mentioned. I talked about that in Sunday school a couple weeks ago. That's that's where that's coming to my mind. Talked about that one in Sunday school a couple weeks ago. When the angel comes along. Everyone's making prayer without ceasing all night long. In the house of one of the uh, ladies of the church. And Peter's in prison. He's supposed to be executed soon. I, I don't remember if it was in the morning or or what, but the angel comes in, the chains fall off of his feet, and angel says, all right, get your shoes laced up and let's get out of here. Lace up your Jordans and let's go, Pete. <laughs> and they walk out, all the doors open for him like automatic doors at Walmart, and just... <laughs> he wouldn't know what that's like. Uh, I don't, hey, look! That was this miraculous. Is, he this, this is my this is my spin on the story here. Like they just open one after another, just waltz out the and just waltz out, and he's out in the streets before he even realizes I'm not dreaming. This is real. <laughs> so man, I just thought it was a dream, but okay. 
Looks like I'm going over to Mary's to see if I can get me some late night snacks. I don't know. <laughs> don't even let him in. Hey, it's me, Peter. Well, it must be his angel. There's no way it's Peter. <laughs> Uh, you got any cheese that's in there? What's always so <laughs> funny to me is that it's more believable to her that an angel's at the door than Peter's at the door. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what I, and what I, the translation that I heard, I think it was uh, Brother Josh Carson preaching about it recently, said the reason why they didn't, they thought it was an angel is because they were like, look, we all know he's like actually dead. It's because he's like, no, they think they think he's dead. That's their problem. Yeah. They've decided, they've already resigned in their mind, Peter is already dead. That's the reason that it's impossible that it's Peter. Yes. And John has a, another example of a miracle. One of my favorites, the one that... Uh, <laughs> uh, actually, no, Daddy said that, not John. Pa- Pastor Orton. The axe head swimming. That's not Peter. That's not New Testament. That is Old Testament. Who we, was that? Was it Elijah? Elisha. Elisha, I Elisha. think. When they're busy building the new Bible college. That would have happened in Texas. <laughs> they would have been like, hey, let me borrow that. And then he would have bar- lost it. Yeah, <laughs> the... This 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 young Bible college punk is busy chopping down trees so they can build a new college, and and then he's swinging at the tree, and then suddenly he just smacks it with a stick, and he's like, uh oh, <laughs> and then he realizes there is a river behind me, not land. Oh no, oh no, oh no. I'm putting a lot of myself in this story here. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. He starts sweating, and he's like, time to talk to the preacher. <laughs> um, Mr. Mr. Elisha, sir? Mr. Elisha Carson, sir? Mr. Elisha? I'm like, um, this this axe, um, I, I borrowed it from my friend Joe, and, and, um, uh, the it it's not it's not got a head anymore. <laughs> okay, what'd you do with it? it, just, it Elisha doesn't even pause to think. Oh, well, I don't know what I'm gonna do about this. He just says, "All right, God says, throw a stick in the water." <laughs> okay, there's a few sticks laying around. Uh, all right, he throws a stick in the water and it don't float. It's the Bible says it swims. I mean, it's like I'm just I'm picturing this little, this axe head just starts wobbling around in the in the bottom of the in the bottom of the river and just starts swimming, like back forth motion. Like it's going back and forth and wobbling its way to the top and swimming. To where he can reach it. It 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 swims. This the idea of metal swimming is just so crazy in my head. <laughs> yeah. It, and Titanic. The, <laughs> like it just this little chunk of metal it's got no element of life to it at all, just swimming. He gets out of water, he's like that was a close one. <laughs> he picks it up and he's like Okay, man. Guess we can get back to work now. <laughs> Guess we can get this thing built. Actually, there's another story along the uh, of a miracle in this same uh, construction project. Where a little bit later they they are making dinner afterwards. They they're throwing together some soup, and this another another one of these punk Bible college students. <laughs> I just enjoy saying that. The Bible calls them the sons of the prophets, but they're ministry students. This is a Bible <laughs> Why do they gotta be punks? <laughs> I like I, I like the word punk. Because <laughs> that's the word that old people use to talk about 
to talk about 20-somethings. But who knows? They could be 30-somethings for all I know. Yeah, they could have been even 40-somethings. They, they're young. They're, they're young ministry students. And so they are... They pick... This one guy says, oh, cool. I've never seen that. I've never seen that berry before. Picks up a bunch of them, throws it in the pot, and they start cooking. And then once it's time to serve the soup, they all get it out. First guy takes a bite and was like, that don't taste right. Oh, no. And the words they use, there is death in the pot. (laughs) There is death in the pot. We are going to die. There's been one or more times I thought there was death in the pot. <laughs> there is death in the pot. We are going to die if we keep eating this. And and the solution? They just find something else to throw in it. <laughs> so, okay. Alright, we're going to do this. We are going to get in there and... sure I get that story right well but yeah he just finds some more stuff throws it in there and food's done food's cleansed and they don't die poison berries rendered not poison anymore and yeah the water turned to wine by Jesus uh Jesus spitting in mud and that is a healing property for (laughs) Spit. The the power of the spit of Jesus to make people able to see. Or hear. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's... I, I love that. I love the way... I, I don't... Who was it that I heard? Brother Mark Brown tells that story. He says... Well, uh, he said, you got the blind guy... See, the blind guy doesn't see what Jesus is doing to him and he just hears yeah cause it wasn't pretty there's no way you could spit pretty <laughs> and he's like what are you doing Jesus he said and then you've got the deaf guy who can't hear it but he does see Jesus go he's like well bless he's, you <laughs> he sees Jesus spit in his hand and the other guy just hears Jesus get ready to hock a loogie and <laughs> and they're both like this is where the faith comes in <laughs> yeah the the deaf guy's like and oh bless Je- you Jesus and then he's like mm. <laughs> and then he just smears it in his ears and he's like oh no he's like oh he did the sneeze <laughs> oh great yeah and, and what I love about some of these miracles is that really the need element of them is is a bit more questionable than the healing of blinded eyes and like what are we what are we saving by saving this guy's axe head <laughs> faith what what what's the reason to save this guy's axe head maybe repairing a friendship <laughs> yeah it was borrowed i mean uh, maybe repairing a friendship maybe making him not have to pay a severe amount of money for it yeah uh I mean, sure, it's, but, and G and Peter is like, what? What's the real point of Peter walking on that water? It's it's faith. It's saying, hey, hey Peter, there is a reward for you being willing to step out. Yeah, dude. It's just like ask, see what happens. Ask, and you shall receive. Seeking, you shall find. Knocking, the door will be opened. There's really no absolute necessity for this, but he's willing to do it anyway. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously, we need money when it turns out the IRS says you owe an extra $10,000 that you didn't know you owed. (laughs) Well, hey, um, you need that money. God can provide it. Yeah. Peter says, 
hey, uh, yeah, we pay taxes. Jesus, um, how are we going to pay taxes? <laughs> we, we, we need to pay taxes. It's tax time, Jesus. Oh, I mean, Jesus says go fishing. And Jesus says, okay, Peter, well, time for you to put in a little overtime. <laughs> catch one more fish. This fish is going to be all we need. <laughs> I love the next fish I catch to be filled with money. <laughs> so, oh, Jesus, I went cleaning this fish, and I found, I found all the money I need for my taxes. <laughs> Man, there was a check in there written out to me. <laughs> wet, but it's a wet check. But hey, wet checks still cash. <laughs> wet checks fit my. Who cares? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, and uh, obviously, there's actually more than one story about someone paying off their debt via miracle. Yeah, like, like the, the lady with the oil. The lady with the oil, like the fact that Jesus makes it so this one pot of oil can fill every empty container in town. Working of miracles. And of course there are modern miracles. I mean, and even there were several in the New Testament that we aren't even touching on. Like the fact that, uh, I believe it was Philip in the New Testament. Um, I had it in this here a second ago. We read about, oh, where did it go? Yes, the spirit transporting Philip from the desert to Azotus. It's in Acts 8.39. Teleportation. Teleportation. The miracle of teleportation. Yeah. Science fiction. What science is trying to figure out. Not science fiction. This is in your Bible. It's already happened. And of course, demon possession, being demons being cast out. Yeah, of course there's that. And and honestly, I got a question. Does resurrection really count as healing? Well (laughs) Technically in some ways. I think it's just completely miraculous. That's straight up. That's a miracle. That's not something medical science has figured out. Yeah. How to raise a four-day dead man, a man who's been dead for four days, long enough to get to the funeral. Yeah, that's beyond health. Medical science hasn't figured that one out. Three days, four days, however long that one baby had been dead. Yeah. Because, like, if we've got to the funeral, we've got past the amount of time that medical science has figured out how to handle it. I'm already embalmed them, all that jazz, and giving up. Yeah, like, Jesus has been dead in the tomb for three days. Like, the, actually, there are several people who like to claim, oh no, Jesus wasn't actually dead when they put him in the tomb. He'd just been through a full crucifixion. Yeah, he'd not. He'd been stabbed in the side, and... All medical science agrees Jesus was dead by the time before he got stabbed in the side. They said no, Jesus was dead before he ever got stabbed. Uh he he was dead. <laughs> like the oh what what is it? God, what is the name of that religion? Muslims. <laughs> Muslims. Uh the is Islam 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 says that Jesus didn't die. He was just um they call it swooned. He he was he just swooned. Basically, he passed out for 3 days. They said Jesus just passed out for 3 days and ended up somehow being a man who had made it through a crucifixion, somehow rolled a rock out of the way of his tomb. Fair enough. I can, <laughs> I can see that. That's no, totally possible. That's that's not what happened. Obviously not. No, this is a miracle. The Spirit of God, resurrection power, went into him. And you know, there, there's one more. Uh, there, there's another miracle. Very miraculous thing happened uh, 50 days after Jesus rose from the dead. And that is the day of Pentecost. Right. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a miracle. People it speaking is. with other tongues, in languages they had out. never heard, and the spirit 
sound as of a rushing mighty wind filled all of the house where they were sitting. The unity was a miracle. Yeah, I mean, that is a miraculous thing. Speaking in one language across all those people. Yeah, for sure, a miracle. Welcome back. I was giving nose drops. Okay. Yeah. There are so many miracles. Um, and I assure you, one of the biggest things, the biggest things about miracles, that all the ones that we got in comments, water turned to wine. Um, I saw the Red Sea Water party. turned to wine, Red Sea parting. Um, and the burning bush. Yeah. Shit, oh. Yeah, that's that's a big one. The bush that burned that didn't uh burn up that wasn't consumed was the way that they put it. And uh here's an interesting one here. This is not in the Bible, I don't think. But a building not being touched when a severe storm when everything around else around it is destroyed. Yeah. Although, actually, actually, it's not a severe storm, but there is a building in the Bible that doesn't get destroyed when everything else around it does. That's Rahab. Yeah. Uh, when the walls of Jericho come crashing down, but Rahab's house, which was in the wall, doesn't come crashing down. Though. No. And archaeology actually proves that this really did happen. With the fact that there is one section, if you look at the walls of Jericho, that is still higher than every other section of the wall. When they went to digging it up, they found one section of the Jericho walls still standing much higher than everything else around it. Of course, with the regular decay still, so it's still not standing exactly however tall it was before. Mm-hmm. But it's still standing higher than everything else. And what kept that one spot from falling? God. Having a scarlet cord in the window because that's what Jesus said to what God said to. Right. If you will keep this cord in your window and you will stay in here, I assure you, you will be saved and your house. You, your dad, your brothers, your sisters. Your mom, whoever stays in this place, is not going to die if they will just listen to what the Lord says. So, we've talked, miracles happen all throughout the Bible. Mm -hmm. It's not just, it's not just exclusive to people walking that couldn't walk before people being healed of fevers and headaches and leprosy leprosy there he can multiply footsteps he can um make things last longer than supposed to he can multiply bread and fish and he can do anything walk on water he can know your whole life story and still love you. And, and yeah. And his love is miraculous. All these things are absolutely miraculous. All these things are wonderful. Uh, there was a definition put here. In short, the working miracles is the supernatural intervention of God that transcends the laws of nature in a situation and operates through or with a human vessel. So... How does this work? It only works through God. It doesn't work through us. Right. We are just, I mean, he works through us. But it's only going to work if God is the one in charge of it. If we trust God to do it. Can a miracle happen? Yes. 
Okay, I don't think I have finished this. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it Yes, can. miracles can happen. <laughs> can a miracle happen yes. if we don't have the faith that it's going to happen? Yes. Well. I think someone involved in the miracle has to have faith. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Uh, like, for example... Lazarus did not have faith that he was going to be raised. Yeah, and then like the miraculous <laughs> conception. Neither did his sisters either. And the miraculous conception. Mary was just hanging out, and then they just like, yo, dog, you pregnant? Is Jesus? What's up? Well, Mary like, said, okay, yeah, I'm up for it. Let's do this. Uh, but I mean, Martha, when Jesus told her that Lazarus was going to be raised, said, I know he will be raised. One day, in the resurrection, which, in other words, she's meaning, yeah, when the rapture happens, my brother's going to be raised. Yeah, dude. Jesus said, okay, okay, you're close, but actually, I can do this now. So, Lazarus didn't have faith. Martha had a, a little bit of faith. And Mary just said, if you'd been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Okay. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He's like, okay, just, just take me to your brother's grave. So obviously some faith gets shown when they roll the stone back and they're like, okay, Jesus, I don't know what you're doing, but do your thing. And, and what we need to do here is we need to be willing to let Jesus do what Jesus wants to do. Yes, Jesus is the resurrection and the life, and he can do whatever he wants to do. Like, we just left Easter, so yes, a mighty miracle was worked when Jesus rose again from the dead. Completely miraculous. And just a couple weeks before then is when Lazarus had been raised from the dead. So, as Carmen put it in his his song, you know... Oh, grave, don't you remember when Lazarus was in his grave? He was dead. But four days later, oh, Lazarus, he was raised. Now, this guy's got me shook because he said he's only going to be dead for three. Yeah, so Jesus rose from the dead. Absolutely miraculous. Can a miracle happen without faith? A miracle happened... Jesus rose from the dead. I think a few people believed he was going to be raised when he said he was going to be raised. But they were headed there and they were stressed thinking, man, how are we going to get that stone rolled back so we can anoint his body? They're not thinking that they're going to walk up on an empty grave. No one thought that. Yeah. But Jesus said it's going to happen, so it happened. Yeah. When, in the case of Lazarus, Look, as long as God says it's going to happen and you're even halfway willing to let him do it, it can happen. Yeah. We don't have to have that absolute faith. We just have to have willingness to let him do what he wants, I think, is the big thing. I think the big thing is... And also a big thing is what we said towards the beginning of this. The gifts of the Spirit are important, but the last verse of 1 Corinthians 12 says, I, just thought I show you a more excellent way, and he talks about love. I just thought about something. Yes, the question, um, can a miracle happen without faith? Um, I think that's a little bit kind of uh, the difference between God's perfect will and God's like submissive will. Okay. Because... Uh, like Texas's example was Mary, obviously that was God's perfect will. Um, but then sometimes God is gonna let you sit in a wheelchair unless you have faith. And I think that kind of goes with what we're actually talking about—the gift of miracles. And, and if it's if it's a if it's a gift. Uh, a spiritual gift, I think maybe there has to be faith involved. And, and that kind of also makes me think of you you mentioned Mary, but on the other hand, we have Zacharias, who is in the middle of that same spot, 
getting a miracle as well. When God says, your wife who is old and you've given up on is going to have a baby. And he says, how could that possibly happen? And God just, and the angel says, well, in that case, I'm not going to let you throw your doubt in this situation anymore. And I'm just going to shut you up for nine months. He didn't take away the miracle. But... <laughs> he didn't take away the miracle, but, but he, he did say, I'm going to take away your ability to mess this up. <laughs> And his wife probably got home and thought, you know, this is, this is the most peace and quiet I've had in, had in 50 years. Okay. <laughs> you know what, honey? I think I am willing to let you have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't know. Just God can do what God wants. God's going to do what God wants to do. But absolutely right. We do need to make sure that it's going to be we do need to have faith we talked about last week faith or two weeks ago we talked about faith and how that gift of faith it said by faith this happened by faith this happened by faith this happened yeah and also I heard I heard brother brother white preach this talking about well by faith but there's also through faith which means someone else had faith when this person didn't have faith and it's because of that other person having faith that I was able to work in the person who didn't have faith's life basically saying Sarah wasn't exactly believing it was going to happen, but because Abraham had the faith, it happened. So, and yeah, it, it, we, as long as you've got a little bit of faith, it can work. Faith the size of a mustard seed, that is absolutely correct. You may not have 100% faith the situation, but if you have a small 1% amount of faith, your mountain can still move. Yeah, absolutely. But and sometimes the miracle doesn't happen. Um sometimes we've got to be willing to just climb the mountain when it won't move. <laughs> if the mountain won't move, sometimes you've just got to climb it. Yeah. Because you know, some sometimes the mountain didn't move. Sometimes he tears down the walls and sometimes You've got to scale them. Um, I mean, Moses had to climb the top of a mountain to get the Ten Commandments. The disciples had to climb the mountain to get to see the Transfiguration. And all those things had to happen. Um, Towards the end of this chapter that we're talking about, that Brother Bernard wrote, he says that... um, you're not going to walk in the working of miracles every day. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you're going to have to work to get your debt paid off and not have the miraculous check in the mail dropped at your doorstep. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you're not going to just have someone say, hey, uh, God told me to give you a new car. Sometimes... You're going to have to go to the... Sometimes you're going to have to dig your garden and work it every day. You're not just going to miraculously wake up and God provided all the food you need. <laughs> Giving you a bunch of plants. Yeah. Or manna. Yeah. It's the, one day, the manna stopped. The manna, the manna eventually stopped. And they didn't wake up to fresh bread on their doorstep every day. But he gave it to them until he gave them manna until they had the opportunity that they could get it themselves. God will take care of you when there's no other way. Like I said, there was no reason for Peter to be able to walk on water other than for God to give him faith and say to the disciples, See, this can happen. Because he did say, Greater works than these shall you do. Greater work shall you do than 
But because Peter walked on the water, we have had preachers preach for years and years that God can do it. And you know, there's a funny thing. I got a question. I'm going to ask you too. Have you guys ever tried to walk on water? Yes. Sure. I can't think of an instance, but I'm sure I have. Oh, I can think of at least 12. <laughs> we, I, I heard Brother Scott Graham tell the story. And the, he said, I was... He was alone at his house. The swimming pool was there. And I was feeling particularly full of faith this day. <laughs> and I was just like... Let's see what happens. <laughs> he stepped onto the swimming pool and fell straight in. <laughs> and fell straight into the water. I mean, I feel like a lot of people have done it. Yeah, I'm sure. I, I mean, so many preachers, I'm sure, have done it. At least, like, hey, Lord, I believe you can do this. But it don't happen. I don't know any preacher personally that it has happened for. If you if you are listening to this podcast and you have, please send an email to realityspeaks2020 at gmail.com or private message our Facebook page or something. Because I, I want to hear the story of you walking on water. <laughs> I, 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 and I believe it can happen. These gifts of the Spirit are real. But a whole lot of these are based on need. A whole lot of these are based on need. But I don't see why Peter needed to be able to walk on water. Other than to prove it was really Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Good for him. <laughs> I, I like it. But. Uh, I have heard a story though. I have heard someone telling this story. Where this woman was talking about her little kid uh, how she felt the Lord tell her that she needed to walk outside and she saw her little like three to five year old kid in the middle of the swimming pool and he had like a whirlpool all around him where somehow his head was above water even though he was in the middle of the swimming pool and she like saw an angel holding him there so that he wouldn't die And she went out and got him, and the kid didn't die. I've heard plenty of stories like this where God did crazy stuff. God can do this. Yeah. And miracles, you're not going to walk in them every day. But they are available, and they are real. And these signs shall follow them that believe. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, they are real, they are accessible, and they need to happen. This is a sign to us. It's a sign to the world. And it's a promise of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, I think we can wrap up there. Uh, anyone got any final thoughts, any final words that's on your mind that you feel like we could touch on more? No. Okay. Uh, I assure you, miracles are real, and we need to see them happen more and more every single day. So, with that all in mind, I'm going to wrap this up here. So, Jesus, we love you. We thank you for all that you are. We thank you that miracles are available and possible for us as Christians, as apostolics, as people who've been filled with the Holy Ghost. I believe you are real. I believe your miracles are real. And I believe that they are accessible to us. Jesus, we love you. We glorify your holy name. We thank you for all that you are and all that you do. And God, we want to step in and we want to see those greater works than you've done be done in our lives god you are awesome you're holy you're mighty and wonderful in jesus name we love you and we thank you for all that you do in jesus name amen well next week we are going to be talking about healing gifts of healing and we are going to try and get in touch with you 
and if you would please find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google, Spotify, etc. Follow us, subscribe, leave a review if it's available as an option. And let's get this further and further. Share this with somebody. And let's let's attack what's really going on in this world. And let's get this message of the gospel out to all the world. See you guys again next week when we talk about the gifts of healing. So, if you are a continual listener to Reality Speaks and you've been here since the beginning, thank you very much. But, um, I recently had the privilege of being on Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason. Uh, if you have not heard that interview and you're here and don't know who he is, you should totally go subscribe. Leave him an awesome review and, um... Check him out on basically any podcast app you can think of. But um, one thing that's come out of that interview is I have recently received some messages and we've gotten some more listens and we're so thankful. Uh, Our reach has spread. So to kind of celebrate that, I'm going to do something I've heard seen some other podcasts doing. I'm going to give some shout outs to uh, our top ranked areas. So... We have gotten four different uh, four different countries that we are heard in. Number one, of course, being the United States of America. But at the number four spot, we have Australia. Number two is Canada, Canada. Uh, hello to you guys. And we have some from Colombia in our number two spot. Hello to everyone in our international audience. And I am going to read off our top 10 states. In number 10 spot, we have Maryland. Hello, Maryland. Then Mississippi, Idaho, Florida, Arkansas, Georgia. Hello, Georgia. Missouri at number three, and number two, Ohio. I do know some folks in Ohio. Hello to everyone. Looks like we've got some folks in Columbus. And then number one, is it any surprise, we have Kentucky, our home state. Hello, everyone. Welcome aboard. Hope you enjoy the ride, and hope you keep on listening. If you want to see some change in the stats, share, share, share. Thank you all for tuning in. We hope to bring more reality into your life. God bless you all.